Welcome to RSS, the revolutionary sports front, your dirty, nasty, and controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Joey, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. Episode 29, revolutionary sports front, middle of October, football season, hockey season has started. We got a big show today. All four of us finally back together. Um, depending on what persuasion you are, this could have been a great weekend of football or it could have been a terrible one. And we're going to decipher that uh, as the next hour or however long we go continues. Um, the Lions, we had that metaphor last week, uh, keeping the ship afloat. They did. They beat the Rams. By all means, it was only by three points, but they won. Uh, Michigan was on a bye. Michigan State, uh, we alluded to them. We only brushed upon them because we were without Gerard last week for also unknown reasons. Um, they had another loss. We'll get into that. But we are going to start with pro. And we're going to start with the Lions. We're going to start with the NFC in general and, uh, and going forward. And the ship is still floating. So to sum it all up, in case you were living under a rock, the, the Lions beat the Rams. Okay, It wasn't the prettiest thing in the world. Um, the Rams came out hot. They were completing passes all over the place. Stafford played like a stud. We'll get to that. Uh, and the bottom line is they won, and they're 500. They had a couple losses that we referenced to throughout the last couple weeks that, that should have been wins, but that's football. Lions are 500. They beat the Rams. We got the Redskins next. The Packers, they played. Jerry, who they play? The Cowboys. The Cowboys, and they lost. America's second favorite team. America's second favorite team, and they lost. Packers being number one. Okay. And uh, they lost. So we're going to get into it, but let's start with the Lions. There's no getting around it. Uh, very close win. As always, blood pressure levels high. Uh, they beat the Rams, like we, like we predicted. Most of us did. And we got the Redskins next week. We're 500. NFC's competitive. Let's talk. <laughs> well, I mean, it is positive for the Lions that they got back to 500. That's good. But First of all, before you start, Jerry, you are second. But you were absent last week, okay? Yeah, it was now, absent. Listen, now, you were absent. I'll, I'll, so I want to make sure for the listeners that you did listen to the show. I listened to the show, and I like to reference know, And you're on board. You're on board. So you I know what's you going see, on. You keep saying on board, and you keep using the shift reference, and I don't want to be on board the Lions SS Titanic, as you called them last week. The MS Titanic, I believe, was the real name. So you name. did listen to the show. I listened to the show, okay. and you talked about being jacked down in the underneath with Kate Winslet's character. That's a and paraphrase, but yeah. I think, I think that you're going to end up being Jack, and Caldwell's going to be your Kate Winslet. She's going to let you fall off the board at the end of the season, and you're going to freeze to death, and she's going to continue on and be back next season, and then... I guess you get revived and come back. It'll be the same thing all over again. But although it's positive they're back to 3-3, three and three, I think this team, I think it should be concerning for Lions fans out there on how their defense played and the fact that they've won all three games on the leg of Matt Prater. And I think that the one positive they should really, the one thing they should hold on to is Stafford, although he has looked, I wouldn't say absent at times this season, but there's been moments this season that he should have stepped up where he wasn't there against the Bears and the Titans. But in the three wins, he has been there when needed, and that's something to say. And I believe his quarterback rating was around 140 this week, something like that. And that's just absolutely ridiculous and amazing, and that's good. But other than that, all other signs point to uh, 
seven and nine, eight and eight rest of the season. Okay, well, I appreciate. I mean, but going as, as far, no, as far as you, as far as you're concerned and your take, that's that's generous, and I I appreciate that, and and we all do for that matter. But let's just you 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 started with Stafford, so let's just go there. He played like a stud. Okay, the defense was pretty brutal at times. Big play slay wasn't big play slay like he was the week prior. Okay, we had Ziggy back. It was pretty clear to all of us that he was not at 100%, but having him back did help. Uh, you saw a lot of double teams and all that stuff. But starting with Stafford, um, minus Abdullah, which we, which we know about. No Ebron, which we can make fun of him all we want for the drop balls and him being picked too high. Ebron has played better this year when he's played, and we were without him. And uh, Stafford is out there being the what a quarterback is supposed to do. And you can say all you want about the losses. Should not have lost to Chicago. Should not have lost to Tennessee by any means. And I wouldn't say absent like you referenced to, but he didn't play up to par. But this game he did. And what a quarterback is supposed to do when you're either injured or, you know, we've seen it with Andrew Luck with bad teams get him in better positions. He was the best player on that offense. He commanded the troops. He had a high quarterback rating. He was throwing dimes to guys like Anquan Bolden, Marvin Jones, who continues to impress. Uh, you know, I mean, Zach Zenner was taking carries and uh, impressing people. Stafford yeah, actually did look pretty good. In Stafford commanded the troops, and and I think it's safe to say uh, that Stafford is the main reason why the Lions won that game against the Rams team, who we all thought the defense going into the season would be a lot better than it actually is. Let's just be real. But yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out, Frank, because I didn't have go ahead. to. Go ahead. The Lions, I mean, Stafford looked great. I mean, he looked better than he did even week one against the Colts, but both the defenses he's shredded this season, I, the, I mean, just looked it up, the St. Louis Rams or Los Angeles Rams now are 19th overall on defense. That puts them in the bottom half of the league. You know, like... He's not shredding number one defenses yet, so we still have some room to grow. I just saw something on NFL.com. They tweeted out some analysts that he might be the best quarterback in football. I mean, maybe if you're looking at age to potential, he's the best quarterback to have on your team, but he... Okay, well, okay. It's just a little bit of a stretch. I see where it's you're going. A stretch it's a stretch. To, I mean, if he was really that great, they wouldn't have lost the Titans. Okay. And, and But he still has room to grow. I'm not downing him. I know, right. I know, much, I know where you're getting at, and I just want to, before we even continue I'm just further, saying don't crown him as the next coming when he's I, blew out the Rams. I, I never t- did. I didn't even read the article on NFL.com, I'm just, and I, I'm just I didn't. Point out for a fan base in case they did. I get it, in case they saw it. Tyrod Taylor looked just as good against them. What I'm saying is this. Okay, we made a message. Last week's show was very concise. And it was meticulous as far as the Lions go in particular. Okay. The message was, look, it started off two weeks ago calling for Caldwell's head. And I was the one that took the stance and said, let's just hold on a minute. It's a long season. Since then, they're 2-0, and and they won some close games. And Stafford's looked good despite some adversity. And that's a good thing to see. So what I'm saying is the message has to be clear before we continue on any further. The NFC is competitive on the top end. The middle is what it is. The They're middle, pretty much all in the middle the, now. The middle is what it is, and it's a little bit of a bottom, and some surprises, I might add. But the, the bottom is the bottom. But the Lions have found their way, despite some adversity and some, some mishaps, I would call them, or some bad plays, have found, them way, found themselves to be a way of a 3-3 three and three football team in a competitive NFC division. And that's where we are. And Matthew Stafford is a big part of it. And if we can – I'm not – 
I don't want to say we to sound like a homer, but if they can continue on this path against the Redskins team with some questions and going further, Joe broke down the whole schedule last week for us quite quite uh, nicely, I might add. You know, a lot of these games are winnable, and it's competitive. The ship is taking less water, and we're moving. We're floating. We're here. So someone got something to say? Joe, you're, you're the one that dialed it up last week, so I want to hear what you have to say about this because you broke down the schedule. You kind of broke it all down week by week and kind of segment by segment, if I remember correct. And I want to hear what you have to say now that they're 3-3 three and three, going into a Redskins game next week, and then I Sunday got, at 1. After you go, Joe, I got a question for uh, Frank. Sure. Okay, so I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. Remember what I said? I said they got to beat the Rams and they got to beat the Redskins. Correct. The Redskins are four and two, so ten, you know by by their record, uh, it looks as though they're a good team, right? So a four and two record, you say, okay, that, that's a, that's a that's a decent team right now at this point in the season. So there there you go. You got a four and two team and a three and three team going head to head. They they can they can easily uh, you know they're at home. They you know their home home field advantage there. Uh, third third straight game at home, so they're they're probably comfortable at home right now. Uh, they're starting to roll a little bit here. A win's a win in the in the, in the pro league. Um, they got They got to win. You know, what I mean, if, if they don't if they don't win that one, they're they're kind of in trouble for the next four because they play the Vikings twice in the next four and the Texans. Uh, even though they were only playing the Colts, uh, they they got a lot of they got plenty of talent in Houston. So let's um, assume they win. Let's assume they win. So, dude, I like that you bring up Houston. It's a little bit down the line, but if Case Keenum just looked that good, Brock Osweiler is going to get that shit together against the Lions' defense, and it's in Houston, so you're going to have to put up some points down there too. Well, I mean, well, that's a bold statement. Osweiler's taking the most fire nationally in the last week than I've heard in a long time. Well, Case so for Keenum's him to say he's going to pull it together, I mean, that's a, we can all just pull it together if it's that easy. I mean, I'm what, just, what I'm just saying. Mean? Rock Osweiler isn't a top ten talent, but he's probably has twice the talent Case Keenum has. And Case Keenum completed nineteen straight passes. I would disagree with that, but I, I Case see Keenum. I, I will like say this: I will say this. The Texans do have better receivers and probably a better running. Oh no, no, not, not a better running back. Never mind, take that back. But here, here's the thing: I think we're looking too far ahead. We can break down the Texans. Let's, let's, let's just, let's just saying, look at the Talk about the Redskins five hundred teams. The Redskins. They they got to beat the Redskins. That that's it. I they stick to my guns. And when we when I broke down those you know those three game segments, I said they they got to they got to win against the Redskins. If they don't at home, if they don't if they don't go out there and win win a win a damn football game, I, I think they're they're in trouble again. And then where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Well, you, it's just like anything in life, man. You put one thing in front of the other, but they will not lose to the Redskins. And me and Jerry were having a pre show talk when he got home, and um, you know the argument can can be made. For the Lions, but it can be made for anybody, man. It's a close league. It's competitive. A lot of these games are decided by three points, seven points. You know, uh, you know, double digits come and go as they do. But yeah. it, the argument could be made. Can... One thing: the argument could be made. The Lions should, and I, I put that in bold. The Lions, with the talent level that they've shown at three and three, six games, the Lions should be five and one. The loss being to the Packers. They got blown out in the first half. They should be 5-1, but they're not. The fucked up thing about Frank's point is I I do halfway agree with them that they realistically should have beaten the Titans and the Bears, but 
I also think they probably should have lost to the Rams and maybe even the Col- the crazy thing is if it's not for Prater's leg they also could be 0 and 6. Well that's why you, you know, that's why you feel the kicker. Sword. I mean you feel the kicker. I mean that's that that's the story of the game. To the yeah. Redskins credit, we're not going to make our picks right now, but looking at it the Redskins have won four straight. They start off 0 and 2 and that uh heard his podcast they were saying the calling for Cousins head over in Washington. Turns out that's not true. Go figure. Another big-headed guy at Fox Sports 1. But um yeah, no, I, this is kind of a trap game for the, not a trap game, but this is almost like the letdown game for the Redskins after winning four straight. Now you have to go on the road. They burnt out. I mean, we they, talked about gonna the pre-show. They're, they're going to be burnt out. They the Lions will come yet. out at home. Lions will come out. It'll probably be another high blood. I'll have to take a double up my blood pressure. You might have to triple up, man. You might have to triple up. Cousins going to be trying that defense. Something will be coming up. Stafford will ball out like the champion he is. And that's just, you can't argue with last week's performance. You just can't. You can talk all about the defense you want. But Stafford balled out. If he can continue that path. I can, see, see don't, I don't like when you say things like you can't talk. Last week's performance, besides Stafford and Zenner's little surprising 53 or 63 yards, was not good. Was not promising well, at Marvin all. Well, Marvin Jones continued. Marvin, Marvin Jones, Jones didn't have a very good game. Golden Tate had a day. What, 11 for 165? Golden Tate had a tremendous game. Tremendous day. Marvin Jones had a touchdown. You got guy Anquan Bolden had played his role. I don't really see any flaw. It's a flawed team. I mean, it's a flawed offense all around. I mean, you've got a guy that's had possibly the greatest receiver of all time up there, top five, with Calvin Johnson missing. Questions were asked all over the place, and there he is. And he he comes out with a, yeah, a okay, game like offensively, that. Offensively, Zenner looked good, and Stafford made those receivers better than they actually probably are on Sunday. But defensively, yeah. you look at crap, and that's, over, that's half the game is defensively. My, my last we'll big, yeah, if, if I can make one last big point of the Lions, is, is Stafford look like a fucking pro bowler, man. I mean, he played he, out he's, of his ma- mind. he's making the throws. He, you know, there's no Calvin there. There's no there's no guy near the caliber of Calvin out there. Marvin Jones is doing well. Like, like I mentioned last week, I, you know, Marvin Jones is, is, is done what he can to kind of help uh, ease, the, ease the tension on that. But, man, oh, man, like Stafford's, Stafford's been stepping it's up. spreading I the, the football. Radio I kind of wonder if people were questioning Stafford, but. Um, I think he's played pretty well. Yeah, well, I mean, you win one game in the NFL, I guess you forget about the two you lost, the two subpar teams. Well, Jerry, but it's, it's, the question, it's a 16-game season. The, I mean, looking I, at I, it, this is just, it sparked me without the Calvin. There's people who say that now that Stafford, he'll become a more complete player now that he has to spread it around. But I wonder if you look at the tape and those scenarios where he turned it over against the Titans and then at the Bears when they ended up eventually losing, those kind of seem like they would have been Calvin Johnson scenarios. So I'd just like to point out that he's probably not Better off without Calvin Johnson, real quickly. Well, I was like, well, some I'm people not, are saying. I'm not saying, he's no, I'm not saying you are. I'm not whoa, saying anybody on the show whoa, saying that. Enough. I'm saying that people around town are saying that. I don't agree with. There's that. no replacing oh, a Cal. Yeah. There's no replacing a Calvin Johnson, and some of those turnovers are things that come with the offense. Stafford, no question, has a grasp on this offense with with, with Jim Bob Cooter. Okay, His name's Cooter. Cooter. Okay, he has a grasp on it, but some of the receivers, Golden Tate himself, that's why he took flag. It takes a little adjustment. There's going to be some mishaps, and it costs them a game, To if you want to make that argument. It costs them a game. But, I mean, I don't want to d- dwell on it too much besides the fact that it could have been this. It could have, it could have been 5-1. Uh, and one. You know, it could have easily been 2-4. and four. We are where we are, 500, the ship's afloat. They got the Redskins coming up. I think unanimously on this show, we haven't heard from Tony yet, and we will soon. I think that we'll beat the Redskins. I think we all do. And then Whoa, we go. Don't put words in anybody's well, mouth. well, we'll see. We'll see what the predictions are. But we're going to get into it. Five hundred. We're right in the mix. The Lions, I mean, are right in the mix. And you got a game. 
and the NFC is competitive. And with that competitive nature, I think we've all – there's no dwelling. You can talk about Stafford and the offense. The defense has questions, but we're 500. We're right there. I think the main point needs to be game by game and team by team who is going to make those spots. Right. And that comes down to your Packers, and it comes down to a lot of teams like, that, like the Seahawks and uh, and, the, and the Vikings who are in our own division. I say our because we, our, our fan base – Really? Let's talk about okay. the NFC. The We're NFC, five hundred. We're Dallas, here. We're floating. Dallas is number one. Seattle's number one. Vikings obviously number one. And then you got the Falcons down, holding down. I think they just went to four and two. Your wild card teams right now are the Packers at three and two over the Eagles for the sixth spot because they're by. And yep. then uh, you get the Redskins at four and two with the other wild card spot. And that game will be decided so, this week. I, the, technically, the Lions are right in the thick of it. I agree. Right with you, there. I would imagine that this Ten is games probably the, have to be six out of the maybe. Seven easiest games on the schedule have already been played. Or five, because I wouldn't count the Packers as an easy game. But the Titans aren't very good. The Colts are the last. And I think might be in last place in the league besides the Browns. It's a goddamn dumpster fire they got in Cleveland. What I'm saying is the schedule's going to get harder. Going to Houston's going to be hard. Going to Minnesota's going to be hard. If you lose those back-to-back, you're automatically at four and five. Or three and five, and then Redskins can go either way. Well, you got Easter games, too. You got, you got, the, you got Jaguars. We're, we're looking too far ahead. Let's... Let's jump over to you. Take the wheel because you're you're behind. Okay, let's just let's just get behind the bat. You're behind. You got a lot to talk about today, Gerard. And uh, I, I do have a lot. You're to talk bound about. up, and let's talk about no, the Packers game. You want to get our Redskins Lions predictions in first? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's I'll, start I'll start it. I'll start it. I can prepare for this Packers. I'll start it. I think the Redskins have talent, and I'm not downplaying them or underestimating them by any means at all. However, I think they played. A lot of hard, tough. Baltimore was a tough game. I think they burnt out a little bit. I think this is a setup for failure for them to play the Lions at home, coming off a hot performance. I think the defense will manage. I think the offense will continue. I think Stafford will maintain the course. I think the Lions will be four and three. I think they will win by at least a touchdown. All right, I'll go next. Finally, I get to say something here on this show. Well, go ahead. Uh. Yeah, well, the one thing that I think is going to be a huge issue for the Lions is going to be their defense, and I'm going to take Washington to win because one position that the Lions have had trouble with all season when they're on defense is the opposing tight end, and Washington has Jordan Reed as their tight end, who is possibly the number two tight end behind Gronk in the league. And even though he's having some concussion issues right now, his backup is Vernon Davis, who was a stud in San Francisco. So you're looking at a yeah, team... Yeah, when we were in middle school. When I was in college when he was good. I mean, it was yeah, like geez. six years ago. I'm just... I, he had a touchdown this past weekend. So that actually is a good point. They can't cover the tight they end They can't cover long. a tight end, and they got two good tight ends in Washington. I have a feeling this game... So the tight go end's on. the deciding factor. All right, hot take. It was almost the tight end was the deciding factor against the Rams. You know, that's, he scored well, the touchdown that put the Rams up. Krasik already said it. A W is a W. What's your pick? Uh, I'm going to roll with Kirk Cousins. We graduated in the same year from oh Michigan State. You know, I saw him walking <laughs> once, old blue eyes. We asked him to shoot a hoop. He wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I got Cousins, and I got the Redskins by 30. Jerry once caught a glimpse of him in the locker room. Oh, I <laughs> wish I caught a glimpse of him in the locker room. Joe. So, I already said it. Uh, the Lions have to win this game. They have to. Yeah, I think I think we can all agree that this is a must but, win for the Lions. 
in terms of well, making the playoffs this season. Yeah, well, I mean, not only that, just like as the season goes, you know, getting on the right side of 500, you know what I'm saying? But I think the Redskins, man, I think they, they have a good crew. Uh, you know, picking up Josh Norman on the offseason, I think has really kind of helped them turn around their, their year uh, after starting 0-2. Uh, they, got, they got a good lockdown corner. They got some good players spread out. Um, I think, I think uh, the Redskins clipped the Lions in a close one here. Oh my god! I, I I will say even though I just said Bobby Redskins Jones by thirty, that's most of a joke. I do think the Redskins are going to win, but this is going to be extremely extremely difficult for the Redskins. Five wins in a row in the NFL is pretty freaking ridiculous. Maybe one or two. It I mean, is. It's it's going to be a tough game. We have just, one five and zero team right up, now. I don't you know. know how many teams have gone on a five straight win streak. Sometimes they do it to end the season to make the playoffs and then win the whole thing. Like I think the Giants did. And the Packers almost did when they won the title, but okay. So we got one winner in prediction wise, and we got three losers. Speaking of losers, how about the yeah. Packers this week, Jer? I wish I had soundboard. Sorry, people. That was a tease. I wish but go I had ahead. soundboard. Yeah, my uh, playoff bound Packers, the ones that are actually in the playoffs right now. Just in, not, they're not in the mix. They're in the playoffs. Franklin. Yeah, the Five Packers. Games. The Packers didn't look very good. I'm not going to lie to you people, but the thing is, I think that they have the tools to turn it around. And I think that a lot of people are saying, oh, Brett, Dak Prescott looked a lot better than Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, that's true, but Dak Prescott was thrown against corners that I don't even know the name of for the Packers because their top three cornerbacks are out, and their top cornerback just went on IR. And I'd also like to point out that on the when they were down 10-6 to driving, uh, Rodgers threw a beautiful ball down the seam to Richard Rodgers, dropped it, when they were then down 10-6 to six again, got the ball back on the 51st play, hit a slant to Devontae Adams. He looked down the field first, dropped it. That caused it. And then his defense, which has been great this year, so I can't fault him all the way, gave up a 97-yard drive to end the half, and I think that changed the entire momentum of the game. And I will say, you get the point about, so if we're going to sign blame for this game as a Packers fan, I'm going 40% Rodgers for the three turnovers, and then 10% of the defense for that drive and 50% of the receivers were just not catching balls or like Jordy Nelson catches a 20-yard in and then just drops it. That kind of thing, it removes face and it stalls the entire offensive drive. That's about all I, think, I got. I mean, they sucked. Well, I think uh, I go, think another go thing you got to consider too is Dallas is having a really good year. Uh, they're, they're missing uh, – they're, they're still missing uh, Des, right? Well, yeah, yeah they met. They met. Uh, well, I mean, what's even, his name? Prescott. Does. I mean, he, he made it pretty clear that he doesn't even need the Dallas Cowboys. Are so confident right now in the regular season, and we'll get to that in a second. They're so confident they don't need Des Bryant, and Prescott's the next answer. And this is where one time in the show, real quick, I'll defend Jerry's Packers. Yeah, they lost the game, and you know what? I think down the line, I think the Lions and the Packers are going to make the playoffs. Truly, I do. The Cowboys are going to make them too. But the Dallas Cowboys are a whole sideshow clown freak show. They're going to do good in the regular season, and they're going to find a way to bleep it up in the playoffs. That's just a side note. Keep going on about the Packers. No, no. Cowboys no, I, aren't I like shit. I'd like to expand on that side note, Frank, because I actually agree with you. I think this whole Cowboys sideshow freak show. Dad, Let him have a win Romo. Lambo. Let him Once have a win Romo's Lambo. Once Romo's healthy, his ego and the win. I think Des Bryant's actually going to hurt this team because how he calls for the ball so damn much. They're already 5-1, and one, so they aren't, they aren't unbeatable. You know that. This Dak Prescott show, he's already his first pick. I think they're going to figure him out. The only difference is they don't have tape on him. Carson Wentz was 3-0, looked like a damn boss because he beat the Steelers 34-3. Now we see the Steelers get blown out and Roethlisberger look human against the Dolphins. Maybe the Steelers aren't as good as we thought. Even though I think I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Let me say All one I'm thing is, real quick, real quick. Keep your point. But 
the thing is, with the Cowboys, between what you just said with Prescott, Romo, and that, that whole controversy, and Des Bryant, which we've seen him be a ticking time bomb on the sideline, that three things alone, on top of Jerry Jones, the Cowboys will be a disaster. I, I think the Cowboys are like a cocaine-fueled maniac right now, and eventually they're going to run out of blow. And when that happens, Fair if you've ever seen somebody crash, and they get the shakes, they get jittery, they get angry. That's what's going to happen. It's going to spiral downwards, I think, around week eight, personally. I mean, it's great. They beat my Packers. Obviously, I'm a little bit sore, but I'm speaking objectively. Yeah, let's not people. brush by that. They did lose yeah, the game, and we still they, have to talk about they do, that. They but lost yeah. the game, but and there's a lot a of blame to assign. But the one thing I had, like, when the Cowboys collapse, when they're at the moment they're at that the Packers are at right now, I don't think they're the tools to pick themselves up by their bootstraps like we do here in America, the greatest country on the planet, and rebuild. You know what Rodgers said it best? He said, at least we play on Thursday so I can get this taste out of our mouth. They hate losing at home. Their strategy is win eight games at home, go 4-4 four and four on the road, 12-4, and four, you're always going to make the playoffs. That's what they want to do. They dropped one at home. What geniuses they are. Wow, what a great... What a uh, great well, team. I mean, it's been working. Speaking well, here, of the Packers... I, mean, I, think, I think Dallas is like, you know, overall, though, done pretty good in their first six games. I mean, yeah, they... I, I agree. I think at some point they're going to collapse, and it's probably going to be a this, playoff this when, Dak, Romo, when Romo comes back. Dak Prescott, but, they got him on the cover of Who Dak on freaking uh, um, Sports Illustrated. This is going to come to a – there's a reason why he's a fourth-round pick, people. You don't find – he's not the next Russell Wilson. Who's their running back? I don't, don't want to talk about Zeke Dak Elliott? Prescott, though, man. No, for I the think, Packers. Who's their running oh, back? Oh, they don't have one right now. Niall Davis. Oh, yeah, they just traded for Niles Davis. Is that what you want? Yeah, they trade for Niles Davis. He's going to like return kicks. They, the Packers literally don't have a running back right now. Yeah, Eddie Lacy's on the out for a few weeks. Oh, James man, Starks already, they already said James Starks out. just had surgery, and he's going through some personal issues. I honestly don't think James Starks is coming back this season. Well, we got to have some structure here, guys. So what are we getting at? Like, okay, so We're the, getting at the Packers. A very injured Packers team lost to the Cowboys and got dismantled, and they're going to pick themselves and so that up. Puts, and that, that puts them, they're playing Thursday. They're 3-2. and two. They're going up on Thursday night to try to redeem themselves. It's Rodgers. Yeah, they're going to wear the color rush. This is the first time we're going to see the Packers in a uniform they didn't choose to have okay, to well, wear. No one cares about that, Jerry. I'm just saying they're going to be wearing all white at home. Great. So they'll be wearing all white. Okay, so the NFC. We got to have some structure about what's going on here. Believe it or not, man, it's, we're all busy. You know, fans included, us, we're all busy. This season's going by pretty quick, man. We're on week seven. So we got teams three and three. We got teams five and one. Got teams on bye weeks. We're, we're getting deep. We're almost halfway into the season. And this is where, like, real talk starts to happen. And so we've discussed the Lions. We've discussed the Packers because they're on this show, uh, home-based. And so, and they're probably the greatest sports franchise of all time. And so, where are we going from here? So we got, we got predictions for the for the next week. You you taking the Packers? I'm assuming then. I got Packers over Bears, twenty four to ten. I think we can all agree. I mean, go ahead and make. I'll, I'll just just say mine. The Packers if will they, roll the Bears. If, I will say that the Packers lose two in a row at home. Then you could fucking. Rogers said they're not panicking. They just feel a sense of urgency around there, which I I do believe in not panicking, just feeling urgent. Well, they got the perfect game but, for uh, it. This is the perfect game to do it, but if they lose this game, you might be talking about them not making the playoffs. Just like we're talking about my Spartans. The not Packers a will game. roll the Bears this week on Thursday. I, for I got sure. a feeling. Yeah, I got a feeling the Packers are going to go shotgun. Like fuck the running back. Uh, shotgun. Nelson Cobb uh, Adams. 
Richard Rogers. Like they're they're just gonna. I think I mean, Adams is Ro- Rogers too. Rogers is Go just ahead. gonna have like freedom to just throw that. Yeah, motherfucker not, not only do they need to beat the Bears, they need to make a statement in this game. When I say twenty four to ten, it needs to be like the Packers get up twenty one nothing, and then they dick around because McCarthy has been conserved in the second half. This, this needs, needs to be, to be like uh, this needs to be a to statement three. by the Packers that we're back. Or else, I don't really like the outlook for the season. We're looking at another wild card exit. So next week, when we're on this show, and we will be, God willing, the Packers will be four and two, and the Lions will be four and three. Well, according to me, at least. So that's where we're at with the Lions and the Packers, guys. The rest of the NFC, we, I mean, we we kind of covered it just in the melee. We kind of got carried away there with with kind of going cross. We think the Cowboys will do their thing. But they'll blow up. They're a ticking time bomb. They always have been. They always will be, as long as Jerry Jones is still alive. And, uh, you know, someone popped that guy at Viagra. But they're going. They're going to do their thing, but they're going to blow up. Seattle, okay. Minnesota, I'm waiting for – that's what we had to get to, Minnesota. Yeah, let's talk about this Minnesota. Minnesota. The Vikings are 5-0, and, and it's a hot take going on with Minnesota being 5-0, and and that's all well and good. The Lions haven't seen them yet. The Packers did, and they lost by three. Okay. And I don't even mean to take the side of Lions and Packers versus everybody, but I'm just trying to keep Jerry on board, and we're all trying to send the same page. But one or two bad things go wrong for the Vikings on top of the things that already have happened. This could go away, and we've seen it with the Vikings organization before. I don't mean to dig into the History Channel or the past, but the Vikings have had a history of starting off hot and finishing off soft. And I'm just saying I'm not quite sold yet, even though they're undefeated in the NFC North I'm not quite sold yet. One bad move, one bad bounce, and I'm not saying I want to see anybody get hurt, but I do. And uh, one bad thing goes wrong, and their season's done. Do you and think Sam Bradford can keep going for a whole season, Tony? I mean, I mean, literally stay healthy, but also keep playing at this level. It's a two-part thing. I mean, I don't – that's one thing. Sam Bradford's never really played a full season in the NFL. He, yeah, because he looked great in his first eight games as an NFL ball player. He gets hurt so much, and it's just one of those. I don't. You never know what could happen if he actually does stay healthy. And also, one thing I wanted to point out because I didn't get to give my pick there for the Packers Bears. I'm taking the Packers. The Bears have one win, and it's against the Lions. Oh boy, I didn't know it's that a, bad. A ridiculous win, by the way. My I boy mean, Hoyer. the Bears are one one of four teams that are five, one in five, and then. The only team with a worse record than them is Cleveland at 0-6. Cleveland! The Packers are going to win. So, they, so sure. looking looking at the Vikings, at, at who they beat, they, they've beaten the Titans, Pack, Panthers, Giants, and Texans. And in my mind, Frank, to kind of defend your point, there's probably one quality team on there. The Panthers being a surprising 1-5. Uh, the Giants aren't that good. The Texans are, are okay. Uh, the Titans are not That's that good. That's good info, Joe. I would like to point out they dismantled the Texans. I mean, I'll bite at at home, but I think they won like oh, yeah. 27 to 6. Yeah, it was an absolute was dismantling bad. of that franchise. It was bad. Um, Jail and sex. So, and so they got they got the Eagles next. They've had a bye week to prep for the Eagles, and he talked about having film on the on the rookie quarterback there. He might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and who the then hell that, are they? They got the really? Bears and the Lions. So, I mean, you know, the Vikings, though, I will say this. On paper – their, their players, they, they do look good, and they look deep, and they look they look pretty nasty, especially on defense. And they and thus far, they've showed it, and they haven't faltered yet. So well, I don't I don't think they're going to collapse. Like we were talking about, like Dallas, like they're going to ride it and then kind of collapse. But I think I think Minnesota's going to be just a solid team throughout this year, man. They're, okay, they're let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Joe. Okay, I know. Yeah, 
I, I think we can all agree they're not going to go undefeated. I, I would sure as hell hope not as an NFC North representative. But right now, I just want to do a simple answer. It's one word. Right now, Minnesota Vikings are getting a lot of hype. They're undefeated, 5-0. and Buy or sell on the Minnesota Vikings. I'm saying sell. I'm buying I'm them with that defense. Buy. I'm buying. As much as I hate saying it because I fucking can't stand the Minnesota Vikings. I got to buy it because of the defense like everybody else. I do understand yeah. what you're saying, but I'm they have the best defense I, in the NFL I this think year. that's the – they they got backup cornerback was a first-round pick from the, hey, that, that, hey, that, the Trey, best corner Trey from Waynes is star- Oh, yeah, Alexander. Trey Waynes is starting and picking people off. But can we talk about the fickleness of the NFL for just two seconds? Three weeks ago, Carson Wentz is the hottest thing since sliced bread. He goes out there, completes – 50% of his passes, puts up six offensive points and two field goals. You don't hear shit about him anymore. Roethlisberger goes out there. Him and Antonio Brown are pumping in the end zone against the Redskins. He fucking... And they get rolled. He, they get rolled by the suckhole Dolphins. Do you hear any crap about that? My boy Rogers has a couple bad games in his life, and it's like the fucking sky's falling on Lambeau. Well, can, in can, fairness, in fairness. Oh, in fairness, because it's been a... No. Rodgers has actually been under criticism for like the I, last, I get it like, since they started like six and zero since they got blown out against uh you know what they did in that stretch they made it to the playoffs and they beat a division champion and they made it to overtime with the Arizona Cardinals who were thirteen and three I know that's, I, that's what I, I love your did. I love your passion but this isn't about Aaron Rodgers I'm sick of the, the fickleness right in the NFL here. just like how Stafford when he beats the Titans you don't hear shit about that in the NFL he beats the fucking hapless Rams and all of a sudden he's the greatest thing since White Wonder Bread okay. I can't take it anymore guys guys look. I'm trying gonna, to keep gonna, it on the rails, no, I know, but it was no, a rough weekend. Keep it on the rail. It was a rough weekend, and we're going to get to that as well. Antonio! Listen, seriously. We're, <laughs> time. I'm, call, I'm putting my hands up. Time out. We're getting way ahead of ourselves, okay? We got, we got the Lions picks in for this week. We got the Packers picks in for this week. We got the NFC on grasp. It's time to move on. We do a show every week. We can't overwhelm the fans. We have our picks. We have our takes. We'll see what happens. It's a close race in the NFC. We'll worry about the AFC when it's time. Okay, so let's move on, and I'll let you take it over. All right. Calm down. All right. I okay? wish I had the funeral music. There's no need for. There's no need for anything to jump ahead of ourselves. Okay. Well, I think I am going to jump ahead of myself a little bit. This on the state topic. Okay. Moving and if on. I had a uh, funeral music, oh. I'd be playing it because Before I think we can bury the 2016 Spartan season. You want a dirge? Yeah, I want a funeral march. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it tabs because these boys aren't the soldiers they used to be. The brass, a Rose Bowl, a Cotton Bowl, and a playoff. All right, it's 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 over. Like I said, after we got blown out against Wisconsin, we need to look towards the future and start the worky then or Damian Terry. And you know, we tried to do it this week. They didn't do it. I think it's. I there. I if you want to know the problem, if you want to address the actual issue in a statistical manner, it's a third down efficiency on defense that's killing the entire system. It's not the coaches. It's the players on the field, and the coaches are going to take blame because they're good people. But then you get off the field on third down, and they can turn this thing around. Not this year. That's over. All right? Bury them. 2016, 5-7. We get to make a bowl game because of our uh, GPA, oddly enough, or like the classes we take or some crap. And, you know, that's what it is. State season. It's, it's dead. It's been dead. Wait. State players go to class? Yeah, I know. I was look, surprised, look, too. Look, look. We covered this last week. Gerard, you were absent again. But we covered this last week, and we kind of all came to terms, the three of us, Tony, Joe, and myself. And uh, we agreed that Michigan State is dead in the water. And that was that was after the BYU game. 
And then they go in and and and, uh, and surrender fifty four points to a Northwestern team, which is which unheard I, of. I, I don't think Daytona's ever given up fifty four points. It's unheard of. They're dead in the water. I and, just want to know how the fuck that happened because I didn't even see the game. And I no, and I'm calling for an executive choice. I'm just presenting the question of whether or not I, I know that we got a big game. I'll be in Seattle with Joe live for the Michigan Michigan State game, but we have to make an executive choice of whether or not we're going to spend our time. On Michigan State and just and just pretty much bashing them and raising Gerard's blood pressure and breaking it down of how bad they are or just put it towards next season. You what? guys want to keep definitely ta- going to talk about. You want to keep talking about That's State? My alma mater, motherfucker. Okay, well I, I'm just saying we last week as the only person on this show to have attended a Big Ten university. Yes, I would like to talk about Michigan State. Wow. Okay. Well. Well. Thanks for that. We got a lot of people with credentials in this show, but you just throw that one out there. But, hey, uh, I'm a proud. I'm a proud Eastern Eagle. Hey, I'm a. I'm a U of M Dearborn Wolf. If we have to throw our fucking credentials out there. I'm just saying. I'm not there. gonna not talk about my school. You know what? I, I'm gonna talk. about I wish I would have went to fucking Northwestern or BYU. I'd be celebrating a lot harder. But I'll wait till <laughs> October. Frank, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I don't think you'd make it at yeah. BYU. <laughs> I wish I'd gone to BYU and have a few girlfriends ready to be my wife. Let's I'd, be honest. Frank goes to BYU with their you know. student honor code. He's kicked out within two days. Honestly, Frank has no shot of getting no. into Northwestern. No offense, because that's like a fucking Ivy League school almost. Well, how Lawrence Tech do last week in their game? But anyway, they might have won actually. Who knows? <laughs> hey, we are play. undefeated in football. And, yeah, flag. Uh, uh, <laughs> No, no, we're touch. also winless. Yeah, they played touch. I, 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 I did. I did just play, bare, play bare that the electronic football, man. It's like you, that, that tray. That's ee, Nintendo sixty four. Hey, when you don't play, you can't lose. Exactly. You, you know why we're still so talking about state because it wasn't one year of success. It was a pattern of success ex- exemplified by D'Antonio, and we're gonna get back there. And what we're going to talk about is how they need to get back there. And I don't know if we're well, going to. Well, not now. Because no, frankly, we, aren't, we aren't doing We anything. aren't going to talk about it, but they will get back there. And I have complete faith in D'Antonio. And these people saying, fire the coaches. You don't forget how to coach. Give them some time. Give them another season. Uh, okay. There's been like three years of people complaining about what? Dave Warner. Three, three. Oh, you know what those three years, Tony? Do you want to give you again? Rose Bowl, Big Ten Championship. Cotton Bowl. Jerry. Big Ten I'm runners not- up. And then a Big Ten championship going to the playoffs. Jerry, so you're not forgetting how to coach. You said this in the pre in the pre show group text about the Lions. We're not going to do this Lions bleep sucking thing. We're not going to talk. I'm about not state. State's not. We're we're on a time. You frame. don't have to talk about state if you don't want to. We're we're you don't on have to talk time about state. I'm talking about how we're going to get better. Okay, well, we'll save that for later. Is that fair? Um, they're they're dead. They're floating. In the water for this season. You guys won a lot of shit in the last couple years. They're Good. still relevant to me, and I'm on this, as long as I'm on this podcast and I have air to breathe, I will talk about the school so, I went to. So Michigan's coming off a bye week, okay? And uh, So State's plan for the future is, I say Lewerke. Yeah, what, how do you guys yeah, feel I'm about the to, kid? Did anybody else see him play? I'm the only one that ever gets ripped on about the show sheet, and I'm trying to go by it. State's done. It's done. We're moving on. Michigan's coming off a bye week. And they're going to be playing Illinois. I think we can all agree they're going to beat them up. Okay? And all roads lead. We said this last week. It's a quote. All roads lead to Ohio State. Now, that gets interesting with this discussion. This is, I think, going to be the best part of the whole show. Ohio State played a team that Michigan played. So, we're going to do the 
we're not going to dive in and actually take a take on the transitive property, but we can we can make assumptions and make yeah. make predictions. They played. Let me. They played Wisconsin. Well, I didn't get to finish about state, so I'm not sure why I should let well, you finish about this. I think we all know why, but well, because you don't Ohio, like the topic. Ohio, Ohio State. Why do you have to be combative? Ohio State and Wisconsin played a game, a relevant game, this past weekend. Okay, and it went yeah. to overtime, and Ohio State won. Michigan played Ohio State. Beat him fourteen seven. Ohio State played Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and won in overtime. Can we talk about that? The relevant hey, stuff going on. Are we going to do I History w- Channel theater? Uh, I, yeah, if I you guys want to talk about state, I want to talk about the you want. property. Tony made a point about state that it's been bad for three years. All I said was Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl playoff. I'm just saying people have been complaining for three years about. But you were being no a smart ass about calling. it. You were being a smart ass. It's time to move on. To the I'm real okay teams. with moving on, but I had a Can couple of questions for four, Top four teams. Yeah. Great. They're in the top four teams right now. They're not going to be at the end of the season. Let's talk about it. Why not? Because I mean, they're like, going to lose Ohio State. That's the point that I I'm was going to say, make. I don't like the transitive properties in the pros because of the coaching and coaching schemes and players could go out and get drunk. You don't know. But in college, I feel like the transitive property applies a lot more, but you got to look at location. Us winning on the road at Camp Randall that night by 7 is better than winning at home at noon by 7. I don't think there's any disagreement there, even though it's the same point. And I think the second half, in overtime, I mean, Ohio State. I think State's, there's much to be said about that. Okay, yeah. which one would you think is a better win? Let's debate it. I, uh, well, you know, Bielema's record at fucking Camp Randall was something like forty and four. I don't give a fuck about Camp Randall. I don't. I don't. The big it's one house. of the toughest places to play. Oh, the big house has been everybody's okay. fucking late yard for the last. Okay, so Michigan 10 seasons. Michigan gives up seven. Ohio State takes it to an overtime shootout. So let's talk about it. Special teams Michigan defense puts talk. up fourteen. Ohio State puts up thirty. Okay. Jerry, I'm not going to go back and forth. If you want to break down the game, go ahead. But you're just – you sound bitter. I'm just – you sound bitter. I'm not bitter. I think that Ohio State wins better, but it's not that much better that you can say either team's better at this point. But I think Ohio State's going to win because I don't see Spates going into the shoe and doing much of anything. God, these damn venues in the shoe, man, they show up to play ball. I'm not – I get it. I get it that there's 100,000 people in these places and stuff, but I'm – I'll make it clear. I, maybe I haven't said it on this show. So you would apartment. rather the games at the big house over the, the shoe? You put them up 11 on 11, talent versus talent. Whoever's supposed to win is going to win the game. That's my take. And you can disagree with it all you want. I don't care where you set it up. You can set it up you in my backyard. You don't think there's any home field advantage in college sports? Not in this case. I all think right. Harbaugh's got it under control. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think I, – I mean, I could plot all well, that. Well, that's, that's fair. Home and away, but – Okay, you're talking about Wisconsin's play – whatever. You just – Did you see what they were doing with the light show in the second half and they played jumping around and going to the fourth quarter? That no, I don't live. watch halftime shows. Well, that – I don't. I, I don't I, – I, I'm just answering the question. It was when they came back from a half. Okay, it I don't – It was like I a halftime show. I'm talking about the student – everybody in the stand grabs a flashlight and shakes it around. Cam Randall's a lit place to play. It's sure, really they throw batteries at people at Ohio State. That's fine. Let's go. Let's just put the pads on and show up. All The point that I'm trying to make three minutes ago is that pretty much we can look past, and we don't like doing it, we look through. No, see, we can look through opponents. The one game Michigan has that you might want to look at is Maryland. Ohio State, whoever you want to talk, who do they, who do they play? It's all roads lead to November. I, I agree that all the roads lose to November. Well, and I there's do, no point wasting I, the time on 
nonsense. So, well, we're just not going to talk about college football until Christmas or no? No, we'll talk about the bloodletting on October 29th when I'll be in Seattle. Maybe we can do a show live from there. I mean, what do you want to talk about besides Michigan, Ohio State being in the top four? I'm not we're just going to do Michigan, Ohio State radio for the next fucking eight weeks. I'm going to talk about other teams that are relevant to me on the podcast that I'm a part of. But Okay, well, I didn't see that on the show sheet. So It says Michigan uh, State Northwestern right here, but... <coughs> Okay, so let's well, talk about I, I Northwestern's relevance. Northwestern looks pretty damn good. They put yeah, 54 sure, on sure D'Antonio. Did. It's probably more points. Didn't than they lose to Western? Oh yeah, that was on a fluke though. But they did put up seven points like in oh, like a on D2 a side school. note. We could also, if you want to talk about Michigan State, we could talk about the top three rankings of uh, the teams in the state of Michigan right now. This is the first time Michigan's been number one in a so, decade in so the state. So one would Michigan be Michigan. State. I think row the boat would be number two. And then comes your boys. But I'd probably put Central above Monacy right now, the way they're playing. So four. Yeah, that's great. They've been number one for the last four well, years. You want, you want I tried to move year. on from State, and you keep bringing them up and bringing them up. The point, I actually was trying to agree with you, Frank, that it does look like, and as analysts or podcast hosts, we're allowed to look forward, even though the players can't. But I would say the one trap game for Michigan is still going to be going to Iowa and facing that quarterback. That's going to be rough. Even though Iowa has looked crappy, that's a, I know you don't believe in tough places to play, but playing in Iowa is not an easy place to play. State was 8-0 and rolled, and they looked pretty damn good and got beat 38-6. to I'm just saying, don't look past that game. I am looking yeah, past Tony, that Tony, do you believe in home field advantage in college football? Yes, I believe Jared, you know, thing is home field advantage. Every, everything I say on the show gets critiqued to such a high degree. Of course, it's nice to be at home. I'd love to play the big house every game. But well, I'm just saying. point blank. Would you rather Ohio State game or Michigan game? And I said I don't care. It happens care. to be this year, right now, with this team, it's destiny to win the national title. So it happens to be in the horseshoe. So let's do it. They can right. set that some bitch I'll up wherever any, they want. I'll give you any odds that Michigan doesn't win the national title. Any odds you want. Well, well, you think that's that Michigan stupid goes, by you. That's you know, a stupid thing a, by you to say. There's a point of me. What odds are you talking about? Believe, what? Like, I'll give you 10 to 1 odds Michigan doesn't win it on 100 bucks. On what? $100. Right here now. Give me 10 to 1 odds on 100 bucks? That Michigan does not win the national championship. Okay. I got they don't. Okay. All sure, right. You're right here now. first. Okay. Like, I right, we should not hear that. Odds. Hold on. 10 to 1 odds. Well, it's a benefit. Does not. I am going to bet that Freeman should take 10 to 1 odds on anything that actually could that's a, happen. That, that's a ridiculous bet. Did you bet. see what Alabama did to the number 9 Tennessee this weekend? You think those killers are scared of Jabril Peppers on offense? I don't there's think Tennessee is shit. I think Tennessee is a fraud. A little, what the hell has Tennessee done? I think Tennessee's that? fraudulent too. But there's a little part so of why'd you say that it? actually wants Michigan to make the playoff and be number 4 and play Alabama so they can get the ass streaming that we got last year and I can just sit back and be like, Look, God. we're at the same you can place. You put your damn Tim yeah, Boyle Michigan over your scores head. points against Alabama. They're steps ahead. I don't Michigan think Michigan State. scores a point in Alabama. Well, they can they kick an extra point and get more than Wisconsin. State got, so that's all good. Well, you got to score a touchdown and score an extra point, Frank, because you meant field goal. Or, or safety, safety. Or return or, an extra point. There's all kinds of options to get them there. But Jerry, State's dead in the water, and we're relevant. Let's move. All right. See, you keep saying stuff like that. And State's been great for years. I don't but care. You, you come on we have show one bad year. up. I told you. Last decade. We I have told one bad you. Year. You think I, I'm going to be sad? I you think told I'm going to hang my head and not talk about them? Then I'm not going to love you, the green and white? You're going to steal my line and take it to the shed? Take it no, to the shed? See, steal my I'm line? Saying. I'm not going to the shed with either exactly. one of teams. You want The thing is, you want me in the shed, Frank, and that's my problem. Every time I say something about negative Michigan, you say Michigan State's dead. They're two separate entities. They are dead. 
Yeah, they're dead for the season. They'll be back. And we're here in this season right now. You're yeah, bound up. I told you because you missed last show to get it out in the shower. Get it out. You're built up. You missed the no, show. No, I'm not backed up. Because I was just saying that Michigan is not going to win the national championship. And then you said states in the water. The two points don't mean anything. Well, then you made and the ridiculous claim of giving me 10 to 1 odds. So I took it. And we shook hands. So it's over. Ten yeah, to and then odds. you brought up state after that. Because you, you brought up. You no, brought I didn't. Up. I haven't okay. said anything about states since I made the 10 to 1 bet. You brought it you up. Brought up. You state said states in the water when it said states can't do shit against fucking Alabama. You said states in the water. Well, that's I your said, comeback. Well, if you so want to do, say Michigan is No, my good. comeback is I said it three weeks ago. Every time Michigan gets brought up, which there are relevant top four teams, you just said it with the Packers in the NFL segment. You said, right here, right now, the Packers would be in the playoffs. The Lions wouldn't. Well, I'll use mine. If right here, right now, the College 4 playoff was in, Michigan would be in there. And you know that's what? They are true. relevant. That's what do you mean true. it's not true? That's not. That's not, The playoff rankings are on. If they were to rank the playoffs, I guarantee it would go Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Washington for the playoffs because they're not going to put two teams in the same conference. That's not true at all. That, the line would no say, business the line would They say, put two teams from the SEC That's a bullshit thing you're saying. What are you talking what? about, Gerard? That, you just made a mistake. I'm saying if the final playoff rankings came out this week, Ohio State would make it and Michigan wouldn't. If they said, like, the season's over, we're skipping right to the playoff. You didn't they say put the final. Them. You said if they brought out playoff rankings. Almost every of the last few years, the last few. SEC. Play- SEC had the two points, teams in. Well, I, uh, the point I was making the Packers the was. Until the, final the point I was making is the season in the NFL, the Packers would be in the playoffs. The Lions wouldn't. If you ended the college season today, they would not put in two Big Ten teams over to undefeated Clemson. Well, it's not going to end today. Washington. And in Washington's I'm agreeing, but that's the point you were trying to make. And I'm saying they wouldn't make the playoffs the season ending today. But the, the point is they are. They're top four. Washington's going to In play. the AP. That's not the playoff rankings, Frank. Jerry, I don't want to confuse the listeners. Jerry, Michigan is going to be in the Final Four playoff. What don't you get about that? Can you not grasp I'll give it? you a 3-1. to one. They're not in the... Oh, no, I won't. Jerry, yeah, they're shot. going to the playoff. <laughs> Jerry, they're going to the playoff. I, I mean, I, I know I don't it's think tough. That, I don't think it's they tough. are. They're it's ba- tough. I think that they... Admit, if you want to talk about like whether or not they're going to... We're going to look towards the future. If they're going to play out, they're going to need Washington to drop two games So because the Big 12 is already out. Houston's out with their loss to Navy. Houston I, will beat them. No, I, I mean, friend Nolan Wellman, the running back from, he said that it's, at the end of the season, it's going to come down. They're going to take the ACC or Pac-12 champion, whoever has the undefeated record. They're going to take, obviously, Bama. And then the last few spots are going to go Ohio State and Michigan. He said that it's going to be two teams in the Big Ten in the playoff. I don't see how that happens unless, unless either Clemson or Washington doesn't win their conference. Because now that Stanford has two losses, I don't think anybody else in the Pac-12 only has one loss. Washington's going to lose. I, I said it on this show, Washington's going to be a three-loss team. I believe that, too. So there is a shot that both Ohio State and Michigan get in. So, boys, 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 breaking news. Big time. Mantha scored another goal, three goals this season. Oh, my God. For the Griffins? Joe, you got to press gonna... the snooze button with the brother. He ain't never coming up. The Red Wings are a dumpster fire. We'll get to them in a second. No, they're not. But And oh we, will get, we will get to them in a second. That's just Dude, they cool. are. They suck. Dude, stick to the topic. All right, I know we're up. Our chemistry, we had, a, we had a three-man team last week. Now we're up to four. It's getting a little outrageous. What are we doing here, guys? Seriously, Michigan's going to the Final Four. Oh, yeah. here, here's my take. Here's my take. Go All ahead. Right. Some, Joe, you're the captain in the fucking Marine Corps. Take control of the show for a minute. Jerry's <laughs> losing so his here, damn mind. He's What do they call it in the, in the middle? A, Section 8? Jerry's Section 8. I'm not Section 8. You're making it. You, you know, you're painting hey, the yeah, corner. Yeah, I want yeah, Section yeah, 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's listen, the listen. captain. Here's the thing. 
OSU beat Wisconsin, Michigan beat Wisconsin, okay? I think Wisconsin's a damn good football team, and they ran into two powerhouses this year, okay? Talking about this year, Wisconsin was very good. And they might even see one of those two teams in the Big Ten Championship, because I don't think anyone on their side of the the Big Ten Conference— You don't have faith in undefeated Nebraska? No. Who does have to play Ohio State at some point this season? And Michigan does yeah, not but Nebraska, I mean, fuck, Nebraska sucks. Um, we can't control the schedule. Dude, they're in the top ten. They're let not him, bad. Let somebody else no, go. Okay, I watched Nebraska against Indiana, man. They're not that good. Um, their, their quarterback was, like, running backwards and threw a ball to, like, two Indiana secondary guys. They just had to play tic-tac-toe whoever was going to intercept it. So here, here's the thing. I So, okay, let's say Nebraska goes. Either way, one of those two teams is going to smash them. Here's, here's my take is OSU and Michigan, that – uh, to me, that's like the game of the regular season. Like that, I. It's a good fucking year for both teams, man. Like Michigan looks great, OSU looks great. I don't know what's gonna happen. My my thought on it is, yes, home field advantage is huge. I agree with Jerry totally that home field advantage in almost any sport, no matter what, is absolutely crucial. You talk about, you know, say our hometown Red Wings playing at the Joe is unreal. We have more action on the boards. We know our rink better. That's an advantage. That's a home ice advantage. College football, college basketball, home court, and home field advantage are absolutely fucking huge. However, Michigan State went into the horseshoe last year and beat a team with Ezekiel Elliott and all the other first-round draft picks they had, right? Right. And it it can be done. So, with that being said, Michigan does stand a chance to beat them. But I'm not so sure. Let's wait until game time at the end of the year. Yeah, we'll wait till game time. But I mean, the, I I get it, guys. It's it's an advantage. I think home field uh, home field advantage in any sport is like saying you get a free Slurpee on July 11th. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it tastes good. It's fine, but it's still a Slurpee. You're gonna play the game. It's well, all. That's what I, I'm trying I, to say. I, I Frank, can't I'll believe you. Michigan State went into the horseshoe last year and won. Exactly. So let's let's play the game. It happens to be in the horseshoe the, this year, but this hatred, is our year. This is our destiny, not hate. yours. Our destiny. Your destiny is to lose to Ohio State and go to a big six game for the first time since you went to the Sugar Bowl when I was in college. That's your destiny for the season. I hate to. Well, break it's easy to that. say talking from underwater, but yeah, it's easy to say talking from underwater. You know, our mountain was so high, we haven't even hit the water yet, brother, at Michigan State. Don't worry about it. We're you're talking about we, the past tense. We now we're talking the future. Okay, Frank. At the beginning of the we at the beginning of the season, I've been consistent throughout the whole show. Go ahead, go ahead. At the beginning of the season, you what did were, I say? And when Jerry's talking about all the success Michigan State had the last few years, you'd go back ten years, twenty years for Michigan's last success on the field, and but then suddenly when Michigan's good in the present. And Michigan State isn't. It's oh, we can't talk about the past now. You'd have to. I just like you have to present me the quote like the on that. that. No, 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 no. You just call. You just challenge me. You both. No. Jerry did the same thing. Jerry, you have to present me the quote on that because you just said something that's not true and you're lying because you, that's the charlatan that you are on this show. Sometimes you did. I never said that about 10, 20 years ago. I couldn't name you some of the players in the teams 10, 20 years ago. I've been consistent about Harbaugh having one year to warm up. This year being the present now, I've never gone back and did the whole 1900 routine ever on this show. And you can, da- I have every show on file. You can look that up. Well, ever. Yeah, I like the program. I've never gone back and did the whole 1900 bit ever. You can look that regardless up. Regardless of what I happens did Harbaugh. Harbaugh. One season of success doesn't wither away a decade of fucking excremental growth, exponential growth, 
and successes. You know what I'm saying? Not really. What I'm saying is if you're building a mountain and you're talking about going underwater, State's Mountain was almost as high as the Himalayas. It was right next to fucking Bama. These metaphors and I, are killing Now it's coming me, down, but it ain't fucking, we ain't at sea level yet. And if you're building yours, you're at like a, one of the small volcanoes on Hawaii. You ain't even looking at the big one Joey used to climb when he wanted to get leg day in. Don't, try to, get, don't try to get Joey on your side. The, I'm not trying to get no anybody meta- on my there's side. There's no metaphor. The only metaphor is it's one game at a time. We got all the of them won. You lost is, four. That's, that's great. We're having a bad case, season. Uh, it's about in case time. All of our fans are wondering. That was Coco Head, and that thing was a beast. Yeah, like you, day, you take it one foot in front of the other, one game at a time. Yeah. Michigan's not undefeated. Gonna, what are you talking what about? What I'm saying is, State's fan base is turning on him. I'm, I'm, I'm like most of those fucking fickle minded fat heads. Dude, <laughs> guys, yeah, guys, look. College football is college football. It's getting a little carried away. We're going to take a short break. This is Revolutionary Sports Front, RSF. Okay, guys, we're back, and we are going to talk about the sport that this show was based on. Uh, I've said it more than once. This show was almost called Truth on Ice, but we decided to go with Revolutionary Sports Front um, Hockey, and the Red Wings are back. And um, Joe, our maestro of hockey, is going gonna, is gonna to pretty much quarterback the whole thing, as he always does. I have some things to say, but I can't claim to know nearly as much as he does. Tony has not talked nearly enough this episode, so he'll have some things to say. Me and Gerard have pretty much worn ourselves out, and we do not apologize for being so combative about football, but it's a passionate sport, and we did cover a lot of good ground. So that, that as they say, is that, and uh, we're going to talk some hockey. I've also had my fair share of fighting with friends for the day, so I don't want to give my true opinions on the wings right now because I want Joey to, to fly home from Seattle. Well, you've already ass. touched upon it earlier in the show. Yeah. We can't edit that part yeah, out. I mean, yeah, you you already alluded to something. Just pull back, Jerry. Pump the brakes. Know where I stand. No, no, no. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry it a little bit, but I'm going to pass it over to Joe. We're talking hockey. We're talking Red Wings. This is important. This is the last season in the Joe. There's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be had. And these guys are going to kind of take over, and we'll chime in as needed. But now it's Tony and, and Joe. So go on ahead. Go ahead, Joe. All right. So real quick on RSF, we don't apologize for anything. Ever. So if you don't like it, then get the fuck out. With that being said, uh, the Red Wings had a little rough start to the season, eh? Uh, 0-2. Um, a little rough start? I mean, they got blown out in Florida, man. But, I mean, like, an 82-game season, if you lose the first two, you know, I, I can't I can't go to the shed yet, as Frank would say. Um, you know, I wish they, we had the sound bite, but the computer's still updating. Thanks a lot, Windows 10. Hashtag you suck. Okay, thanks, Gerard. So, anyways, uh, I, I will say this, though. It would have been completely soulless, completely gutless, and completely just a shitty overall thing to do if they had lost the game last night, being it, you know, the Gordie Howe uh, memories, uh, the first, the last home opener at the Joe, just kind of like a, a nostalgic scene type thing. And I honestly just want to forget about Florida and just talk about last night, which last night I think is the team that we have the potential to be, um, you know, especially from the defensive side. We, we signed Mike Green to do the things he did last night. And Vanek is what you know. We signed him to do the things he did last night. Not not many goals, uh, but three assists, which is you know in my mind just as good because it still means three goals for us. So um, Darren Helm using his speed, uh, being opportunistic, 
uh, on his chances, which is something we've been dying to see for a long time now. Um, he's had a great start to the year. I got something and to say so, about that uh, too in a minute, so keep going. And so I think I think if Detroit, you know, Detroit has a lot of natural speed. They have guys that are just fast, fast hockey players, and we were, we were a little outskated to begin the year. But you know, you watch over throughout an eighty-two game season, the grind. The the truly fast teams stay fast, and then the teams that you know that are that are just like the bigger kind of you know bigger uh, bumbler teams. They, they tend to slow down a little bit and show their true colors, you know, throughout the midseason and, and the rest of the season. And um, I think I think Detroit, you know, under Blaschel's system, they looked real good in preseason under system. And, and you know, the, all the all the guys in the preseason had all training camp to, to, to practice together and to play together. And, uh, you know, in, in his second year here, and now, now that the guys that came back from World Cup, um, guys that came back from injury are starting to get back into the groove a little bit here. And, and you know, we have a, a few newcomers from free agency. I think – once they start to gel under the system uh, that Blashell has, I think it's a good system. We just got to stick with it, man. Um, very, still very early. I mean, I mean, even if our first maybe seven or eight games had had a 500 to just below 500 record, we could still make a huge push. I mean, there was one year St. Louis was in last place in the Western Conference at the midpoint of the year, and they end up making the, the seven seven or eight seed in the playoff that year. So I mean, it, you know, you just need a good push. You know, at any point in the year, but I think, I think Detroit's got a lot of team speed. Athens is up now for Ott, and uh, w- which I which I totally agree with that move. Um, and and overall, I, I just I just like the look of our team. Okay, I have <clears throat> I have some stuff to say about the Red Wings, but Tony, I know you've been a little ne- neglected today. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? I mean, I just think that these three games are. Examples of what this team is, which is a lot of what we saw last year. They have the ability, when they put it all together, to play great like they did last night. They'll also have games like they did in the season opener against Tampa, where they come out strong, but then they don't close it out. They let the other team get back in it and end up pissing it away at the end. Or they can be that team that we saw against Florida where they come out, fall behind, and they just never get it, really get into the game. I mean, this is the team they've been the last few years, and I think they're going to keep being that team. Okay. I, I don't know, but to, in my mind, I mean, I, straight up in my mind this year, like this, this year overall, I think Tampa Bay is going to win the Stanley Cup. So the first game, it's, you know, fuck the first game. Well, the I second don't. game, we, we should have won the second game. Florida's got some injuries. Florida's a good team. They got they have Ekblad, man. He's a he's a bitch of a defenseman. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, man. We should have beat Florida. Uh, Luongo played. Oh yeah, they got Luongo too. Fuck him. But uh, you know, I I think we should have beat Florida. Tampa Bay though, man. They're they're so stacked. I don't know how they fit all those guys under the salary cap. Man, I I, I don't know. I think they're going to win the cup this year. All right, look. Okay, I'm not going to go that far, and I. I can't argue with your prediction, Joe, because you're the Nista. But aside from all that, man, I've been we we covered this this topic last season, literally on this show. We we started football late, we started hockey early, and as far as the Red Wings go, all four of us have been fans since. I mean, it might make us sound old, and I don't care. And I make fun of history lessons with with college football and pro football. But when it comes to the Red Wings and this sport, especially Red Wings in particular, history is important. 
Okay, we are accustomed to winning. And these last few years, which Tony has alluded to, have not been what we're used to, man. We're not seeing... I had to adjust the mic. We're not seeing what we're used to seeing, okay? It's not like it used to be. It's not going to be that easy. The league has more parity. There's more stuff going on. And, and frankly, I'm sick and damn tired of it. It's been happening for three, four, five years now. Inching our way in the pipe. Grinding. You referred to grinding. Grinding in. Grinding out. Fast players. You referenced Helm. I wanted to, I wanted to touch on that before I forget. Helm, I'm glad to see him going to break away and score a goal because there's so many times where his tremendous speed is there and he puts it into the goalie's chest. Every single time it happened, it's good to see him put the puck in the back of the net and do what you're supposed to do. You put yourself in those opportunities, you score a goal. That's what good players do. Hopefully it continues. But as far as the Red Wings go in general, man, it's a long season. It's going to be a grind. We're not quite rebuilding, but we are. We're expected to do bad. And uh, and we're not going to accept that on this show, especially Joe, me, Gerard, Tony. We're not going to accept the fact that the Rebels are going to finish ninth or 10th and miss the playoffs and break our streak. It's not going to happen in our eyes, but in a lot of people's eyes it is. The Red Wings have a history of winning, and Ken Holland on the hot seat, we've covered that in, in extents. It's not going down that way. Look, the Red Wings are going to grind. They got to play, and they have to put the puck in the back of the net. They have the speed. They have the youth. They have the talent. It's a matter of schematics and scoring goals. And it sounds stupid. It sounds simple. But you have to score more goals than the other team to win. No overtimes. No shootouts. Just win games. I don't care if we have to grind. I don't mind. People out there, yeah, hockey's not that exciting. Soccer, same thing. I don't care if we win 2-1, to 3-1. to one. I don't care if we have to call 9-1-1. I want to put people on their ass and win the game every time. We have to grind out, win, get in the playoffs. Everyone's got a shot, and I'm tired of the damn excuses. Play. We have talent. We have scouting. We have recruiting. I want to see your boy Manta get in the fucking game and not play. Sorry for the language. I want to see him get in the game. I want to see him on the team. I want to see our talent exposed and do everything that it possibly takes to win games win more games than the other teams in the conference then get in the playoffs and win more games and win a fucking playoff series because i'm tired of it i've been watching this team literally i can remember they say in psychology of memories of fuzzy from four to five years old i remember those games i want what we used to have and i know the salary cap's different i know the game's different i know the league parity's different i want it back and i'm not taking no for an answer i'm taking a stance on it i want the red wings back they had a rough start whatever it's the first few games we saw what they could do last night or the night before they won let's keep doing it and i want to win and that's my take i don't have enough research to do what joe says and start spouting off stats just yet but i will and now this year i'm making a personal vendetta on taking hockey into account on this show because i know it's not popular nationally but around here people care about the red wings it's the last season in the joe we got a new arena coming up this is the one how great would it be after all we've seen from konstantinov to fedorov to eiserman all the captains kozlov to the russian five i don't care i'll drop all the history bombs i want right now so history's how, okay in hockey but history's in okay in hockey. it's okay right now because i'm saying in hockey Separation, don't interrupt me separate but equal to us separate like that. don't interrupt me listen 
It's the last season of Joe. How great would it be to fucking, all, against all odds, against all odds, to go out and hoist the cup and say, fuck the world, and go into the new arena with that cup in our hands? Am I wrong, Joe, or am I right? No wrong answer. Let's go. Can he get an damn, amen? Be damn glorious, Frank. That'd be damn glorious. Yeah. I, I've been doing thing. this I, shit I've for 25 year. years. 25 years I've been doing it. I think you know. I I think it's gonna be twenty six, and I but I man to get over that hump, to get that cup. I said it last year. You know, it's we find ourselves in that middle ground where you say grinding it in the playoffs. It's you know, are we gonna are we gonna win? Are we gonna be out? You know, what I mean, like they gotta make a trade. They have to make a bold, bold trade. I thought they did a good job in the draft. That going after Stamkos. You know, we we didn't even get a chance to go up the bat for him, uh, unfortunately. But uh, you, you move on. You sign a few guys that you think they can help out. So far, they're they're doing good. The the two two of the three that we signed, um, which which in my mind, those are the two guys who are actually paying money. So you know, I think they're I think that's well well worth it so far. But uh, man, there's a defenseman right now that's the, denying to play. He wants to get traded. He's training in Detroit right now because uh, that's where he's from. He's there. Uh, Holland's gonna have to fork up, you know, whatever, uh, whatever they want, you know, minus Larkin, obviously. But man, we got. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Just compose yourself. Look, I, I so feel, I feel your passion. There's so much in your mind. I mean, granted, the Win- Winnipeg might want Tatar, Nyquist, and uh, and the next four years of first round draft picks. We're all calling Holland a piece of shit. When we're, when, you know, if we were on the phone with. Kevin Shovel Day off. We'd be well, like, you oh, might as yourself. well send all that. We just let every draft pick walk out the door. No, you guys touched on it last week. No. Who can in lot left for nobody? And Holland hasn't, I saw somewhere where Holland hasn't made a trade besides maybe one where both players ended up playing in the NHL in like 10 years. Well, Holland's in the fucking hot. I hate Holland's swearing on the show. I hate swearing Look, right now, Holland's man. on the hot seat. The Wings, I don't, I don't, when you said the show things, I don't, I'd like to point out that I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're gonna All right, well, well, save that for next week because right now we're on a hot streak. Me and Joe. This is a dynamic duo. L- l- listen, Joe's got the facts. Joe's got the current. I'm talking about. It sounds about- like Red Wing Slappy Radio to me. No. Well, I'm trying to what, an objective opinion of a team that's one and two. I haven't heard one, up a I haven't one sense of passion out of the Red Wings from you. So if you want, we're they a limited a, amount of fucking time frame. So I haven't heard one passion out of you in the last 26 weeks, 29 weeks we've been doing this show. So unless you got something important to say, then do it. Yeah, you know what happened with my passion? They sent Mantha back down to Grand Rapids and let Puka and go for nothing. That has nothing to do with We have it. young that players is- leaving for nothing, and if we don't get younger, we're not going to get better. We're still relying on the same old guy. Zetterberg's dead in the water. Cronwall can barely skate, and our best skaters are down in the Griffins. And Holland can't make a trade. So, no, I don't have faith in this team. I'm not going to be passionate about a team I don't have faith in. Okay, well, with that, thank you for the take. Turn the damn mic off. Turn it off with that because we're not doing negativity on the show. This is this is the only problem though is is people criticize Holland so hard, but it's like you, you can't you can't sell half your team for one guy at the same. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's either like oh, I agree with like, that. You gotta you gotta wait it out. And I I think Holland's trying to wait it out right now because Yurko Yurko and Cronwall are gonna come back in November, and then I think we're at that point we're gonna be forced to do something. And that and at that juncture. We have defensemen right now. We're gonna have too many defensemen once Cronwall gets back. We're gonna have to move a couple of them, Price. and we have to move some forwards once Yurko comes back. Nothing. So I think at that point, we're gonna be forced to make a move, and it could be a good one. The point is, uh, yeah, Joe. The point I'm making is, you just said it could be a good one. You're the biggest Red Wings fan I know. Like you don't even have faith in Holland anymore. 
You know, he was just—he well, just said he was going to defend him. He just said he was going to defend him. It could be a good one. I think it's a ten good years one for, ago. You would have said it, it will be a good one because we have faith in Howland. Jerry, if it's for Fowler, it's a good one. If it's for Truba, it's a great one. We're, we're going to probably get one of the two. You truly believe that? I, I really believe that. I, well, I hope dude, it happens like, for years. Like, like, okay, for, for the general pop guys, like guys. those guys aren't going to play. Like, like Anaheim can't get Hampus Lindholm, who's going to be their best defenseman. Unless they get rid of Fowler, and Winnipeg's not going to get Truba because Truba's not going to fucking play, and they can't afford him if he does come play because he's going to demand at least $6 million. we got to move some people. And I feel like if Mantha keeps producing the minors, they're going to bring up Mantha and get rid of the Nyquist Tatar. Joe, you, I, I honestly you, hope they do that. Both of you have to listen for a second because I'm telling you, you guys are both knowledgeable. You, Les Gerard, but you are knowledgeable despite your negativity. But what I'm trying it's to do— It's not negativity. I'm it's trying honesty. To, I'm trying to carry— the ratings. Listen to me. I'm You're just, trying to yell and scream and get us hyped up about a team when they're three games in. What the fuck? Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I mean, we were just talking about the trade. Go I ahead. hope they Do make the trade. Say? Do you have something to say about the Red Wings? Keep going, then. Well, you're talking about what I'm doing, and I don't think I'm doing what you're doing, so I'm going to say what I, I think I'm doing. I said you were spreading negativity, which you just did. You just spread complete shade over what was something positive. And I'm trying to finish what I was saying, but you keep chiming it because you feel that you have to. Okay, finish what you have to say. What I'm saying is, for the ratings, because not every person that listens to our show is going to break down the schematics of what you guys are talking about. And Joe, we need it, and I appreciate it. And Jerry, whatever you said, despite the negativity, there was some knowledge in there, but not everyone knows that. The general point, and I know sometimes speaking in general isn't the most hot take. In general, it's the last season at the Joe, okay? The Red Wings... That's the one thing we have in this town. I talk about the Lions in Michigan. Not much has happened. The Red Wings, are, we're trying to revive them on this show, too. Because despite them being so great, they don't get the national hype that they should. Hockey doesn't get the national hype that it should. We're trying to get that back. So we're trying to do our part here. What I'm saying is it's the last season at the Joe. The Red Wings have to do something. Moves have to be made. I have faith. So does Joe. You don't. That's fine. I just, we haven't heard just, Tony's take because Jerry keeps interrupting. Moves, I would I say think, that's the reason why I we haven't think, heard Tony's take. I just think moves are going to be made. I think moves are going to be made just, just well, based damn, off man. of personnel and numbers alone. Like, that, that's all. That, I honestly think that because, I, I mean, when it comes to it, we're, we're going to run into a log jam. What are we going to do with Yurko when he comes back in the lineup? Athena C is sitting there. Because by then, I think Athena C is going to start to catch fire with his speed. And we're going to want him for his forechecking ability and just his flat-out threat to be a goal scorer. He has better hands than Yurko, and he's faster than Yurko. But is that not how we lost Pukkinen? Was we didn't have a roster spot for him, so we had to send him down, and we Paul couldn't Kinnan. and we couldn't send him down anymore. I mean, he doesn't play here. What does it matter? What his name's pronounced? We, we could have sent Pukkinen down. He just had to clear waivers. But like, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you only have so many moves. But people don't know don't know in the NHL, you can only call up and send back down players so many times before they have to go to waivers. Correct? That's how it works, Tony. Right. Correct. So Ferk, Ferk was like, that's not even really a loss to me. That dude was drafted like beginning of the second round and he played in Toledo for two years before he finally decided to grow up and start running and conditioning and become a skater. Like, dude, he, he had like one good year in Grand Rapids and he comes up and has a decent exhibition against other like, you know, semi pros in the exhibitions. And, and everyone's like getting all hyped up and pissed off that we lost him. It's like, dude, he wasn't going to make the team like he wasn't. Polkinen, he came up, we tried him. He's too small. He got hit off the puck, separated his shoulder. He had shoulder issues. He wasn't going to play. So let him go. We have, we have, in my mind, we have Sveshnikov, Mantha, Bertuzzi, 
and down there in Athens to see you. He's playing up here for now. Those four guys, that's it. Those are the four I care about right now as far as the forward position. Anyone else, either let them go or they're playing in GR or send them down to fucking Toledo. That's it. Like, I don't care that Polkinen's gone. He was too slow. Polkinen didn't do anything There's a reason, there's a reason why positive. he only had some okay. goals because well, he couldn't get his shot off. It shows a pattern of young guys who are supposed to be the future of this franchise leaving for absolutely nothing is what I'm saying. And as a manager, that's well, not what, good. Who are you going to trade for? Like, you can't trade for that. Well, the, the game has changed. Like, the the point I was making is the game has changed. That has a separated shoulder. I couldn't play for filling the world championships. I'd probably rather have him than I. No fucking way. So pretty much, Gerard's take is the game's changed salary cap wise, and the Red Wings are left behind. I'm saying the reason They're why ancient Tampa history. Bay That's is, what you're saying. I'm saying the reason why Tampa We're Bay trying is to so find good ways of positive. They use young, big, fast talent, and we keep signing older players and had to let young players walk. And well, yeah, the Manta young, are stuck in. That's easy to say. Would you have out of the Manta up here? That's easy to say in theory, man. It's, it's, Tampa, it's, Tampa Bay's been good for three years. Yeah, and we've been. And we haven't contended for a title since 09. We contended for a title we every time a draft we... Pick, we haven't had a draft pick as high as Tampa Bay has in fucking 20 years, man. Well, I'm saying the solution to the problem isn't just going out and signing free agents. That's not the solution. You know, it's not the solution, but we had to do but something. But that's what Holland's doing. Every time we step into those playoffs, we should have a shot. It shouldn't be. The point the I'm making is The thing is, should... I truly agree that in the NHL, every team has a shot because if a goaltender gets hot, but I don't believe that for the Red Wings. Like, I wish that was true for the Red Wings, but it's not. The, I, mean, I don't Oilers, think you do wish When we were it. number really one, the Oilers were number eight and beat us, and I believe they went to the finals. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. I don't yeah, think I if we go in the eighth seed, we ever beat the number one seed. I do not have that much faith in our team. And some well, of we went to seven games with these quote-unquote badass lightning. Uh, uh, I watched those games lost. personally with Tony. I know we lost. I watched those games personally with Tony. What, the point that I was trying to make before this all got combative is there's a shot. They were there. The, the talent was there, and we lost some close games. There's a couple steps away that had to be made, and Joe's alluding to them to positive solutions to make those happen. Because the, the team that almost we almost beat, if you want to believe in the transitive stuff, went on to go. They went on far. That was two years ago when we took Tampa to seven. We lost them in five this year. In five, in five, but were they close games for the most part? Well, we should have we should have eliminated Tampa. Like we, we were should, up. That's that what team. I'm that, that's what I'm saying. I and mean, they're just, always going to be close ones. I mean, you don't it's just easy to just say it, it's over. I mean, you can't just come on the air and just say it's over. I think it's easy to say all you got to do is win games and win the cup as well. I'm just saying I think it's over. Well, good for you, man. I think I the, mean, this I, little error we have is over, and it's going to it's going to be a couple of years before we're back this in the little playoffs. Er, what is? I want to clarify what this little error we 25 have. Twenty five years. What do you define? Twenty five years of playoffs with four cups and one lost cup, and we haven't been relevant since two maybe two thousand ten. Two lost cups. I don't count the lost cup from before we won the two cups in '95. Was it when we lost against the, first the Devils? Time? Yeah, we got swept. Yeah, yeah I, just get your facts right. Well, that's but, part of the streak, though. So okay. So Whatever. Gerard's out. Gerard's out in the Red Wings, so we can just count him out. They, there's no they, hope. If they, they can get dead. me back in, if they trade Eat for Fowler or Truba and then bring up Manta, they can get me back in, Joe. I will come back in, but as of right now, so I just don't answer. see it. I think to say just winning is not really a good. I didn't just say just season. winning. I, I, I was talking about possible solutions and contending. And Joe, I, I we haven't contended since we were in college. What are you talking about? They've been in the playoffs every time you step foot into those playoffs. You contend. 
Yeah, every time we get knocked on the first round, it breaks a little piece of my heart off. I doubt that. The way you're talking, I doubt that it breaks a piece of your heart off. But what realistically, what, what really, what I really sucks is is in like I guess since 2010, we've been in two series where we beat where we could have beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Who yeah, that's we the one that really hurt. won on that series. They went on to win the cup that year, and then then Tampa Bay, they went on to uh, to lose in the cup that year. But it's like. We were so close to eliminating those guys. Who, who knows what we would have done? That's you know, what I mean, all you, I was you eliminate saying. a team like that. That's all I like, was saying. It's just momentum. You know, what I mean, but like, all I, 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 I honestly think though, right now, I, I do agree, Gerard, with some some of the way you know the, some of the way the players are going. We have got to make that trade. And by the way, the numbers are looking. By the way, Mantha is playing right now. If you watch the replays of him scoring in Grand Rapids, it looks effortless. He is dominating right now three goals in three games the dude the dude cannot be stopped he, he did absolutely get him up on the wings well, if you really want to talk hockey then tell him to bend his legs a little more he plays too high man that's the reason they're not keeping him on the team joe i know you know a lot about the wings but i can tell you about hockey he skates too high he's a tall linky guy as it is he skates too high he's got to he's got to lower his shoulders a little bit and play like an nhl player he makes it look effort there's a there's a blurry Blurry, significant line between where he's playing and making it look effortless and the pros. And he looked, he had some flashes. He had some flashes in the pros. He had some goals. He looked good. His shot, but his shot a, looks pretty good against Toronto. Yeah. Against their A squad. Joe, I know it's your boy, game. dude. I'm just, I'm just being fair. He's got to step up that inch. It's a metaphorical inch of the NHL caliber. He's got to lower himself down a little bit and skate like a pro. That shit flies down in Grand Rapids consistently over 82 games. It doesn't fly in the pros the whole time. And well, dude, there's a the reason. Pros. There's a He's reason. I know. I know. But there's a reason, Joe. As much as I hate to say it to you, smarter than you or I or the Preston brothers, there's a reason why he's not up here. And they're smarter than us. Despite their antics and despite the Red Wings struggling uh, to some degree, there's a reason why he's down there. Okay? And that's being fair. There's a reason why, and I hope he comes back up, and I hope he has success because I know he has the talent to do so. And I think it's a big key to having our success that we all want except maybe one. And I think he uh, has it in him. I think this season he'll come up, and uh, he's just got to play like a pro. That's that's my bottom line. Play like a pro, Mantha. Play like a pro and skate lower. Don't skate too high. Okay, well, I think we – I well, whatever. I mean, it, it, sorry to end on such a, bl- a bad note. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I think we've talked about that enough now, and it's time to move on and time to wrap up the show. Well, we're, we're still going to wrap up with our favorite Joe memory, right? Yeah, it's going to be uh, for me tearing it down so we can get some nice waterfront property in Detroit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, seriously, who builds a stadium on the water without windows? What an asshole. So you can see it from the river, asshole. I mean, I only really have like one Joe memory because I've only went to one game there, and that is uh, a couple years ago. We were playing the Wild. It was the year when everybody was getting hurt. So we had a bunch of the young guys up. Nyquist had two goals in that game because uh, Minnesota scored early. Then Nyquist evened it up. Then he got a nice breakaway goal, put us up 2-1. And then in the closing seconds of the third period, we gave up a goal, went to overtime, and lost about 30 seconds into overtime. Classic Red Wings game for the last five years. Exactly. Get off and losing overtime. It is actually a good memory. Have you been to a Red Wings game, Jerry? Yeah, I've been to two. 
Do you have a memory? Uh, my memory is when they tear it down. Okay. Am I next? No, they, obviously. They won 5 1. Yeah. We beat when Federoff was on Columbus. Next. It was sweet. Okay, I mean, I, I'm trying to be serious about it because it, it's a serious thing. It's the last year in the job. Well, for joke. somebody who doesn't believe in home field advantage, I'm not sure you could have a nice memory there. I mean, why would it really matter? Okay, Jerry. Well, we're fighting after the show, so the fans can hear about that next week, how the result turns out in that. But Always got to go to the fist. Sad. Yep, you're damn right. And so, anyways, my uh, man, there's so many. I've been to. A lot of Red Wings games, man. I wish we had a soundboard to fire up a siren for myself. I wish but. we had a soundboard for the wrap it up sound. Yeah, but um, no, man, I've been to so many games. But as far as memories go, to be quite honest, um, it wasn't even the game itself. Cause I've been to, I've, there's been some ups and downs along the way. I've been to some great wins. I've seen some pretty terrible losses. Not as bad as the Lions games. But my funniest memory at the Joe would be uh, with a gentleman who just got into fist fight uh, last Friday named Kevin Tarjeft. And, uh, you know, we had this big plan, man. It was the, it was, oh God, it was the 20 year, the, the 25 year anniversary of the playoff, right? The first playoff game at home of, of the, so this past season. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So it was this past season. It was the, the flags, the 25 year anniversary. So Kevin has this, this bright idea that he's going to sneak, uh, He's going to sneak a fifth into the game. And so, and so being the smart genius that I am, I'm like, there's no way you're going to get a fifth into this game. You know, the prices are high for beard. I mean, God bless uh, Mike Illich, but I can't, I can't pay your bills. Everyone else is doing that for you. So I decide to pack four shooters, two in each pocket, like a smart man. And uh, I get through the gate just fine, you know, get through security, and it's all good. Kevin... Being the bright man that he is, and I say that sarcastically, um, puts a, a fifth plastic in his jock. He gets patted down. They search him once. They don't find it. They search him twice. And they're like, why does this thing keep going off? And it turns out that his keys, uh, that he had a spare key to his house in his back pocket of his jeans. And the third time with the wand, they finally got him. And they pulled the, they pulled the fifth of black velvet whiskey out of his pocket and looked him dead in the eye and said, is there anything else? And he said, no. And they said, okay, move on. And they threw the fifth away. And the Red Wings ended up winning that game and losing the series. But they won the game, and it was my pretty much funniest memory because he's a dumbass, and it was so recent that it makes it my best memory. But there's been so many. I've been. Uh, my first game was at four years old. I got to see the Russian Five. I got to see all that stuff. But that was my funniest memory. But I... If I had more time, I could probably think of something better, but that was just a really great time. And the Joe is just, I mean, I, Gerard made a, a smart-ass comment about home field advantage, but you can't, you can't beat the Joe. I mean, I, I used to hear my grandfather uh, talk about the Olympia, and he had such fond memories. He used to be a ticket, uh, he used to be an uh, usher there back in his day before. And uh, now we get to tell those stories to our grandkids about the Joe. And now we have a new era, and it's changing of the guards. And, and, and God bless the Wings for giving us such entertainment. God bless the Joe. And uh, this is our last season, man. Like I referred to earlier, it would be real nice to just be an underdog. As sad as this is to say, we used to be in the favorite years past, but if we could be an underdog and just pull a cup home and just give one last show for the fans at the Joe and move on in life, we'll be telling stories about the Joe until we're uh, – until we're six feet deep and dead and gone. So I, I really do feel have I have passion for the Joe 
And uh, I love the Joe, and I'm, I'm sad to see it go, but I'm also happy to see a bright future. So, so my favorite one, Frankie, is actually one that uh, you took me to. Uh, second round versus the Sharks, game four. Yes, sir. Uh, we were down 3-0. Yes, sir. And uh, we opened the game up with a spinorama Bertuzzi backhand. Oh, my God. Which I was, like, ridiculous. So, like, how does a big guy like that do that? Oh, which, my goodness. It was kind of weird. He scores. Lidstrom bats a puck out of the air from, like, the top of the circle, scores that way. Was that just uh, me the, and you? Was that – that was just us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, there's a, I, I can't remember who scored the third goal. But we're up 3 nothing, right? And we're, we're loving it. We're loving the game, and the game's going great. We're, we're blowing them out. Uh, it's, it's getting a little crazy. <laughs> and San Jose – San Jose comes back and ties this thing in the third period – and we're all like, what the hell, man? We were it was doing so good. We're about to get swept, really. And uh and then all of a sudden, um, they play like this this mantra on the big board. It was like it was like the key moments from every like big sports movie, like like the rah rah moments. Did you, you mean know, montage? Like, yeah, like not not the montage, but like the scene from Rudy where the the, the janitor's talking to him, you know, yeah. and it's called the montage, Joe. It wasn't a montage, man. A montage was like the Rocky Four workout. Come on, this is like, a good this story. Like a clip from like all these different movies, like the like the famous lines. Yes, of, like, that's called thing, a montage. <laughs> okay, that fuck is off, exactly Tony. the definition so, of a montage. Th- thanks for ruining the story, Tony. Appreciate it. No, it's not so, ruined, Joe. Continue it. I remember. The, I, I wish I would so, remember this. Keep going. So they play this on a big screen, right? And everyone's like getting napped up, and it's just it's just like a, it's a five on five too. Like you know, it's like you can feel it in the air. You feel it coming. Everyone's like, oh, shit. You know, like, they're, they're playing this. It's the last, like, it's, like, less than four minutes left in the game, right? Off the faceoff, Eves takes a shot. Big rebound. Helm, faster than the defenseman, gets that rebound. Yes. Puts it in the empty net. 4-3 Red Wings, and we, we hang on to win the game. And that started uh, a pretty heavy comeback in that series. Was that the game? Uh, that was the seven series, right? Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we ended up losing God. the series, but we, I, dude, we pushed I, that series. I wish I, I'll, I'll talk to another player. We lost. I'll, I'll talk to Tony about management. I wish it's it's too much to edit out. I forgot about that, Joe, and I apologize. But that was a dude. That was a good ass time, and I really I just, thought I thought we were gonna win that series. That was a great time, and I totally forgot about that, man. That was a good time. I just I just know we were like right on the aisle, and I had to like stand we were right in the aisle there. because there wasn't enough space for me to just like go nuts you know what i mean and like frank looked like in disbelief like like i thought frank was gonna be like loud and everything like i just remember frank like with his hands out like what am i like living this re- experience <laughs> i'm living it right now because i remember i can't believe i forgot about that yeah. that was am- no, that, that was, was amazing epic, that was epic, and then we so we ended was, up and and just to top that off we ended up losing uh the series and remember in vj's basement is where we were we were in VJ's basement, and uh, we well, ended up we ended up losing that game seven, which was fucking tragic. What was, but what was even more epic though was that game five, and yeah. we had VJ's four. We were down three to one. Just saying, so everyone's like, Joe, down, shut up, Joe, away. calm down. We're gonna win this. Down three to one. We come back, and Datsuk who's about to get mauled by Marlowe. Marlowe doesn't stand a chance. Datsuk just shakes him off, gives it back to Lidstrom. Lidstrom puts him up four three. Win that game. Oh yeah. I remember the whole thing, dude. I've watched. You know what? And to and ju- the last one, I've watched that loss because I believe we lost three to two. Um, yeah. The game seven where uh, Datsuk put that backhander in. It was three. Yeah. To one. 
<laughs> Remember that? From like it, it, from from nowhere. So it's like three to so it's three to one with about what two minutes left. Dad suit comes down with a backhander, shelfs it from like the red line, and uh, there's hope. And um, man, I'll tell you what, I'm not even kidding. And Jerry actually can attest to this if he had his microphone. But back when I had my uh, my old laptop set up, my my big my big hobby was to watch YouTube highlights of hockey games. And uh, man, I could honestly, I'm not exaggerating in any way that Game Seven loss against the Sharks when we that comeback that you referenced to, I watched that loss where Datsuk scored that goal, and, we, and he also had a slap shot where he almost scored and tied the game. I've watched that over like 100 times. I'm not kidding. Jerry can Because he used to be uh, hanging out with a girl I'll leave nameless in the other room where he could hear us back when he was living upstairs at the time. So I know he heard. I used to play that replay all the time, man. That's serious. That was epic. Yeah, I mean, we could probably, like, especially we – just went to from Joe memories to Red Wings. We could probably do an entire episode. Oh, we could. I I didn't mean to go off on a diatribe. But just the Joe is it's a sentimental thing, man. It's all over. We got one more year. I hope we hoist the cup. And I forgot about that Joe. Thank you for reminding me. It's actually almost you know making me emotional, but I'm just gonna forget about it. Everyone hey, else is kind of. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Yeah. But before we close out, though, Tony, I know you got to pay the bills, but uh, Mantha scored again. So go ahead, Tony. Okay. I mean, you know where to find us, Facebook.com slash Revolutionary Sports Front, Twitter.com slash RSF Podcast. We're on Instagram. The website's Revolutionary Sports Front.com. You can email the show, Revolutionary Sports Front at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show and download it from iTunes and Stitcher. And hopefully we'll have enough space on our hosting to put an episode next week since we went ran a little long. So we'll see you guys either next week or the week after. Thanks for downloading, listening, and subscribing. And thanks for being a part of the sports revolution. Adios, amigos!